Hey everyone, this is me, Ebony. Welcome back to my podcast. We are in season four and this is the first episode of the season. The title of today's podcast is Something Has to Break, Understanding Prayer and Praise. Now, I know that you guys have been saying, you know, that March is, you know, the same month as last year, you know, as everything kicked off with COVID and everything. But guess what? We are still here and God is still good and he is still faithful. So if you are listening to this podcast, you are blessed to be here and I'm praying, you know, God's blessing on you guys and that, you know, you guys are doing well and that you are in great spirits and that you are really taking care of your mental health. And that this year is going to be the year that something has to break. So, I have traveled all around the world. I have been to so many places around the world within the United States. And, you know, when I visited places, you know, these places looked so beautiful, so welcoming. And sometimes, you know, if you ever visited a place... And you thought to yourself, man, I wish I could live here forever. Like this place has, you know, all the sightseeing, the beaches, the hotels, you know, it's busy, the work atmosphere, the work ethics, you know, the hustle and bustle, you know, or if you're one of those type of people who you love the southernness of certain places, you love greenery, you love that are, you know, places that are quiet, um, you know, not too crazy. But, you know, I do believe that, you know, everyone has that place that they visit, whether it's within the United States of America or in another country, and they think, man, I can just stay here forever. Or, you know, it's this place is beautiful, but there's something else. And, you know, I kind of don't really, you know, know, you know, how to put my finger on it and stuff like that. I have traveled all around the world, and I can honestly say um, there have been some places and I won't name them. I thought that I would name them in this podcast, but I said, you know, for the sake and respect of, you know, certain friends that I have and whatnot. So I would not mention the places, but I will say that out of the places that I've traveled, there have been a few places where, you know, I got there, you know, it was nice that the, the surroundings, you know, looked it you know, it, it had that look of, oh, okay, this is nice. This is beautiful. I've never, you know, seen this before. But then, you know, as a Christian, you know, as I looked around and, you know, got familiar with, you know, surroundings and things like that, when when I would, you know, visit some of these places and, and you know, I would get settled, you know, as a Christian, I would kind of feel, you know, the atmosphere, you know, once I kind of got past, you know, once I've kind of gotten past the awe of, you know, sightseeing and, 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 you know, being in a different place, I kind of got a sentence from God that the atmosphere was a little bit of oppressing, right? And, you know, I would think upon that and, you know, I would still pray, you know, during those times or, you know, at that time when I was there, you know, I found myself praying. I found myself, you know, still reading the Bible, you know, still fellowshipping with God and still, you know, doing my normal day-to-day routines. But my thing is, is that there are some Christians out there who are not made aware of certain atmospheres and who are not made aware of certain oppressive activity, demonic activity that may be going on in a certain area. And it doesn't mean that you are not mature enough to to know this, it's just, it may be that God isn't revealing it to you, right? 
So I say all this to say that when um, I'm talking about something has to break, learning your way through prayer and praise, what I'm saying is, is that when you pray long enough, when you praise hard enough, when you praise long enough and you are committed to God, right? Eventually, something has to break. Why? Because I am a firm believer and I have seen it done in my life and I have seen it done in people's lives that when we remain faithful to God, when we remain steadfast in his word, even if we don't feel like it, when we hold on to the promises of God, right? That oppressive atmosphere, those generational curses, those those bad seeds that were planted as a kid, right? Eventually, those things have to break. So it doesn't matter what the devil's throwing your way. It doesn't matter what the devil is trying to do. It doesn't matter what you know, how Satan is trying to make things look. It doesn't matter who Satan is working through. And it doesn't even matter how good something looks like. It you can you can be trying to, to to break off of something that you don't even realize because the word says that the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us. So sometimes even for our own good and for our own protection we may be wanting to go do something that looks good. It looks great. You may want to fellowship with a certain, you know, another Christian, you know, you may want to start dating a certain, you know, someone and to you, it looks good on the outside, but God knows that that relationship, that, that fellowship, that friendship, that business partnership is not going to last. And it doesn't always mean that the other person or the deal is not of God. It's just, it's not for you right now. So, and there are, these are the times when things may look good. It may look well on the outside, but these are the times when, because things look good, that God is still interceding. Jesus is still interceding for us on our behalf. And the Holy Spirit is interceding for us on, on our behalf because even in during bad times, because we may want to go after something because it looks good, but God is saying, no, that you have to break this off. You have to not, you know, uh, do the deal. You have to not indulge in this friendship. You have to not, you know, date a certain someone. So sometimes God will find himself allowing Jesus and the Holy Spirit to intercede for us because that thing that we're trying to do has to, it has to even be stopped before it is, is even started. So it's for our protection, right? Now, as I was saying before, you know, I've gone to these places. I've, I felt that, you know, oppressive, you know, atmosphere. I've, I've seen certain things, you know, I've, I've prayed about certain things and, you know, I still, you know, did exactly what it is that God has told me to do, you know, in, in those certain atmospheres, but it doesn't mean that, you know, um, I always wanted to, and it doesn't mean that, you know, um, that it was completely bad. It's just that it, that's where God had me at that time. Now, when I speak of that, something has to break, right? What I mean is, is that whatever it is that Satan is throwing, throwing, throwing your way, whatever it is that Satan is trying to stop, just know that, you are here because God has an assignment for you, right? And Satan is going to try to throw whatever darts he can, 
right? He is going to try to distract you with whatever he can. And, and we have to know, you have to know that we are fighting a battle, okay, that we cannot see, right? But we know that it is very present. We know that it is very real. And we know that although we cannot see this spiritual activity going on, we know that it, it affects our society that we live in. It affects our world every single day. You see the certain type of people that are influenced, you know, within certain types of regions, you know, there are influences within certain type of areas. And you're wondering why these areas, these regions have this type of influence. And when certain people go there, eventually, if they're not doing the influencing, right, they're being influenced and you wonder why after a certain amount of time in a certain place, you know, you start seeing even good people turn and do certain things that are not godly. Why? Because that atmosphere, that region where they're, they're setting their foot, right? Um, that, that demonic atmosphere has a hold on that region. And if you're not strong enough to, to pray your way through, to praise your way through, to fast your way through, you're going to find that instead of you being a person of power, of authority in and through Jesus Christ to break that, you're going to be, you're, you are going to be the one that's being influenced. So be careful of the places that you're going and ask God to help you, you know, develop your character, develop your spiritual, um, your spiritual uh, armor that when you start going places for you to be mature enough to handle, you know, if God is telling you to pray about a certain thing there, you know, and I'm not saying you got to be, um, you know, like spiritual, like a spiritual klutz or, you know, someone that you, you, you pray out loud constantly every single day, 24 seven. No, you know, we're still Christians. We're still you know, to live our normal lives, we're still to sit up there and be normal, just be a normal Christian. But in a spiritual realm, there's certain things that God may want you to do. And if you ask God to start showing you what it is that you can do or that you should be doing for that season, I do believe that if it's in God's will for you to operate that way, then he will show you, he will give you wisdom uh, through the Holy Spirit. Because remember, while we are on this earth, our job as Christians is to do the Lord work while we are on this earth, while we are in this earth. And whatever it may be in that season, because we should learn how to be flexible with God, whatever it is that's in that season, we are to comply with God and we are to comply with his standards and, and the assignment that he has for us. And in, in, in us doing that, in us you know, being aligned you know, with the word of God, with God's will, that's another way that we're doing spiritual damage to the kingdom of darkness when we are at a certain place for a certain season, for a, a certain amount of time, we're doing our part in, in fighting the spiritual warfare that is going on because we cannot see it. And the only way you will know that it's going on is as if God opens your your heart and your 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 spiritual uh, discernment to kind of feel what is going on in the atmosphere, you know, and you can even look around at, and I'll give you an example, right? Say if you, you know, got to a new job or you were going to, um, going to a place to interview someone for, you know, a job or a position or like a promotion or something. And you, you walked into, let's say they were in a building, right? You walked in there, 
you know, you, you know, professional, you're being polite, you're a Christian, things like that, yada, 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 you start talking to them. And then you start feeling, you know, some people call it that tension, you know, you're like, these people are smiling, you know, they seem casual, they seem cordial. But you you can tell after, you know, letting them talk for a little bit, you know, or discussing certain things with other people in the room, you know, you, you can start to tell, you know, who has tension between who or, you know, the you just know that something's not right. You're like, man, it the the vibe in here feels kind of weird. It feels kind of off. You know, you can tell that it could be like some toxicity going on, you know, a toxic atmosphere, you know, maybe there's like some gossiping going on, some slandering, things like that. You'll know um, after speaking with people and you really can't pinpoint it, the only way that you can pinpoint it, right, is if the Holy Spirit speaks to you and says yada, 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 right? But even if the Holy Spirit doesn't do that, God is still... Um, protecting you enough to let you know that and for you to sense that something ain't right, something isn't quite normal behind scenes, you know, because everyone acts different when they meet the new person or when you have a guest that comes, you know, into your job or things like that. Things seem kind of, you know, mm, you know, okay in the beginning, but you get to talking and you start sensing certain things, right? That is because that is a workplace and that is in an area of building where people have opened up themselves to um, spiritual demonic uh, influences of gossip, of slander, of backstabbing, of uh, misusing their uh, power of authority, um, you know, stealing possibly, you know, they can be stealing supplies at, you know, at work. And you may be thinking everyone has stolen a paperclip every now and then. It's not about stealing the paperclip, right? It's it's about the spirit behind stealing the paperclip, right? Because all thievery, what is not of God is of Satan, right? So when you have people who constantly, on a daily basis, right, dwell in this type of behavior, right? What is happening in the spiritual demonic atmosphere, right? That atmosphere is thickening, right? With toxicity. The atmosphere is thickening with oppression. The atmosphere is thickening with the the spirit of bullying, right? The atmosphere becomes thicker and thicker and thicker. And after a year, after years, right? You know, you wonder why people quit. You know, you're like, man, this is like the fifth person that's quit this job, you know, in a year, you know, and over the course of 15, 20 years, you know, you have like 23, 30 people quitting or being fired and normally that's not the normal going rate at a job. So you if you look at the history of certain places, you ask yourself, what is going on behind closed doors that that is 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 influencing people to quit, to become angry, you know, to do certain things, right? That's the result of an atmosphere that is demonically influenced, right? And you have certain things that as a Christian that you can do to combat this. And I don't just mean at work, right? I, I could, it could be at your house, right? You can move into a neighborhood and it may look nice on the outside. It may, the, the landscape may be wonderful. And you may be thinking, man, this is some place where my family should live, right? But God knows that that is not your assignment to live there. But you looking at it, you're like, man, this is great. This is, this is where I want my family to grow up. This is what, you know, I want my retirement home to be. And God may be not 
giving you peace about moving there because he does not want your family picking up on that demonic activity in that area, right? And I'm just giving an example. I'm not saying that this is the cause for God saying no, you know, all the time. I'm just giving an example because this does happen, you know, or it could be that later on down the line, there may be certain people that's going to move into the neighborhood and God does not want you guys linking up. Why? Because there are certain things that's going to be going on. And God is saying that this is not your assignment. This is not your time. This is not for you to, to be here, right? So if we become sensitive to the voice of God, if we become sensitive to the Holy Spirit, if we, if we, if we ask God to deepen our spiritual discernment, we will hear him when it is time for us to leave a place and we will hear him when it's time for us to enter a place because we as Christians are here to do God's will, right? While you are growing and maturing in Christ, there will always be trials. There, there are always going to be trials, but these trials to me, I honestly believe, especially looking at the Old Testament and then looking at the New Testament, these trials were meant to, to be conquered, right? Even, even if you made a mistake... And you open up the, the door for Satan to attack you. But if through repentance, through through reconciliation, through redemption, I still believe that that trial can be conquered. It may not come out the way you want it, but in the end you win. Trials that are meant to be in your life, trials that are meant to come your way because God has allowed it like the, like the, the son of, you know, like Job, you know, the servant Job. He, he experienced a trial because God allowed it. Trials are meant to be conquered. You may not feel like it and you may not be even confident to think, man, I don't know if I'm going to handle this. How am I going to handle this? Just know that you can do all things through Christ, right? And remember that we serve a God. Remember, we serve a God who put us in a fixed fight. We serve a God who has put us in a fixed fight. God knows the outcome. The outcome is, is that you win. We win. All you got to do is stay on the Lord's side. Do what God tells you to do. And it's going to be hard to the flesh because I've been there. You know, fasting isn't always a good time, especially when you want to eat junk food. You want to go out and have pizza night and movie night, but yet you're on an assignment. God is causing you to fast. He's calling you to fast and pray and intercede and to pray and to praise your way through it. Why? Because something has to break. God says in his word that he set before us life and death, but he has given us the answer to the test because God says, I have put before you life and death. I have given you a road to choose, but then God still says in his word to choose life, right? And I'm going to read from the the uh, the New International Version of Deuteron Deuteronomy 30 verses 15 to 20. This is this is God telling us to choose life, right? I'm a, I'm gonna read it to you. Okay, Deuteronomy 30, chapter 30, verses 15 to 20, the New International Version. See, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction, 
For I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, and to keep his commandments, decrees, and laws. Then you will live and increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away, and you are not obedient, and if you are drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship them, meaning Satan of this world, I declare to you this day that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. This day I call the heavens and earth as witnesses against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live, that you may love the Lord your God, listen to his voice and hold fast to him. For the Lord is your life and he will give you many years in the land he swore to give to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. When I tell you that sounds like a winning plan to me, <laughs> that sounds like a winning plan to me, okay? We are in a fixed fight. And you're maybe thinking, well, if we're in a fixed fight, then why should we pray? Why should we praise? Why do we have to fast? Why, why do we have to pray until something breaks, right? Because God has given everyone a free will. He has, given, he has given everyone a free will. If you remember in Deuteronomy 30, he says to choose life. He, he sets before you life and death, right? Because God has allowed Satan to run this earth, right? God has allowed Satan to roam free. And because of that, there are going to be people who are going to be influenced to do certain things like to kill, to steal, to murder, to be jealous, to be envious. And while you have people who are choosing the life of death, you know, whether it be through ignorance or whether it be through that they, they, they do know what they're doing and they just don't care. They have no regards to the God that you serve, to the God that I serve. They're going to be dwelling in that dark atmosphere. They're going to be dwelling in the dark principalities. And it's unfortunate, but while we are on this earth, while you are here on this earth, you are going to have to, to fight the good fight of faith, right? Because while they are dwelling in that darkness in the atmosphere as a child of God, you have access, right, to the kingdom of heaven that reaches above Satan's kingdom. And you as a child of God, me as a child of God, we have access, right, to break through the demonic atmosphere, right? We have the power to reach out and to reach up into God and to, and to submit ourselves fully to him. So that way we can be able to break those demonic influences. Because like I said before, if you are not doing the influencing, you will be influenced. There's no in-between. There's no half-stepping. There's no, I'm going to live holy for God on Sundays and then Monday through Fridays, I'm going to do what I want to do, right? Going to church on Sundays doesn't make you holy and it doesn't make you righteous. So what you do throughout the week does matter, right? And I'm not saying that you can't repent. I'm not saying that you can't, you know, ask God to forgive you. But what I'm saying is, is that if you are going to choose to live in sin Monday through Friday, you are still being influenced by the darkness of this world. And just because you go to church on Sundays, it does not make you an effective Christian. And in fact, you will not be an effective Christian. You will be an ineffective Christian because your prayers won't be as strong. Your anointing won't be as powerful. And you can try to praise all you want to, 
But the more sin that you live in, the more weaker that you are going to become. So submitting yourself to God and resisting Satan is what is going to help make you become a powerful, more effective Christian. So when you do pray your way through, when you do praise your way through, when you do fast your way through, when you do you know, your Bible study and, and you dig into the word of God and you get God's word down on the on the inside of you, right? You are become you are becoming more effective Christian. So that way when you praise your way through, eventually it has to break. Because eventually, right? Eventually, eventually, and I want you to keep saying this, eventually, 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 eventually as you keep digging into God, as you keep digging into Christ, the more powerful you become as a Christian, the more you cover yourself and your family and, and those who God has given you um, to cover in prayer on an assignment, something has to break eventually because God's word says that if you submit yourself unto God and then resist Satan, he will flee, Right? Submitting yourself to God and resisting the devil sometimes looks like a prayer. Sometimes it looks like a praise. Sometimes it looks like worship. Sometimes it looks like fasting. Sometimes it looks like not gossiping at work. When you are tempted to gossip, when someone comes to you with a juicy story, you can, you can be influenced by the atmosphere or you can be the one that does the influencing and go, you know what? Not today. I don't want to hear nothing about so-and-so. I don't want to hear any bad news um, in a form of gossiping and slandering some person. If you want to go gossip, take that someplace else. Don't bring it here, right? Praying and, and, and doing the things that you need to do until something breaks in the atmosphere doesn't always look like a prayer and a dance. It could be like what I just mentioned, telling someone you don't want to hear any gossiping, right? That's spiritual warfare, this Satan had an opportunity to influence you. Satan had an opportunity to, to get another upper hand in that work atmosphere. But you said, no, that's you shutting the door to Satan to say, you know what, Satan, you cannot dwell here. You cannot operate here. And it may not feel effective that first time. But if you keep shutting down the gossip, you keep shutting down the gossip, you keep shutting down the gossip. You keep submitting yourself to God. You keep resisting the devil. You keep shutting down gossip. You keep submitting yourself to God. You keep resisting the devil. You keep resisting gossip. Guess what? Eventually, right? The devil has to flee. Every time someone comes to you, they're going to go, you know what? She's not about that gossip in life. Don't bring that to her or don't bring that to him. Because he's not going to be for it. And you know what? They may even turn around and not even like you. They may go, oh, look, look, look at him or look at her. She thinks she's all that because she doesn't want to dwell in office gossip. And, and you know, the, the church gossip. I think church gossip is the worst gossip. Like, I think church gossip and work gossip is like neck and neck. But I think church gossip is, is, is they, like, church gossip got work gossip beat by, like, a little bit, right? And it's sad, but it's true, right? So be that person to 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 break that demonic uh influence. Be that person to to walk in God's ways, right? And and that's in James 4 and 7. And let me read it to you real quick. It's going to be the 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 New International Version. 
James 4 and 7. Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he shall flee from thee. Right? What does that mean? To me, being mature as I am in Christ, following God as long as I have, that sounds like a lot of like a lot of fleshly pain to me because I have submitted myself to God in certain areas and to my flesh it's hard, right? But I know that spiritually I am gaining my rewards, right? So to you, you may be thinking, oh, what does submitting yourself to God and resisting the devil looks like? It looks like what I what I um what I stated before, but it could also be other things. It could also be submitting your mind to God, right? And and resisting the devil and he shall flee. And I'll give you an example. Say you are a person who you come from a family that's used to thinking negatively, right? You come from a family that is is always afraid like something bad is going to happen or, you know, just having evil forebodings, right? Always negative thoughts, right? Resisting, resisting the devil, submitting yourself to God and resisting Satan so that way he can flee. In your mind, you may have to break that generational curse. You may have to, to keep meditating on God's word, right? Until it breaks off of you. That generational curse of negativity and evil forebodings eventually has to break off of you as you keep submitting to God, as you keep meditating on his scriptures instead of meditating on something negative, right? Eventually, it may take you five years. It may take you five years to meditate on God's word. And, and then you'll feel that that oppression of that, that evil forebodings breaking off of you, right? It may take you that long. It may take it may take someone else 10 years. It may take someone else six months, right? Everybody's journey to, to breaking off whatever it is they need to break off is different. It looks different. It will be different. It, it's going to feel different. But guess what? As Christians, as brothers and sisters in Christ, we all have to walk this walk. We all have to walk upon this earth and we all have an assignment, right? There is not one of us that will walk this earth. And, and not have a trial to face and not have a battle to face, right? And, and our battles is, is not something physical. It's, it's not the people. It's spiritual. It's spiritual warfare. It's the dark principalities of this world. So when we fight, we don't fight in the physical. We don't, we don't muster up enough strength to fight Satan, right? We have to submit ourselves to God and we have to fight this fight on a spiritual realm so that way Satan won't have the power over you, right? And I'm telling you, saints, do not give up because, again, I am here to tell you that God is faithful to his word and not just some of the time, but all of the time. And I mean all of his word. I don't mean some of his word. I mean all of it. Like every single thing that God has spoken to you will come to pass, but you have to pray Pray, pray, pray until your atmosphere changes, right? You have to pray until your atmosphere changes. Have you ever seen like in, I want to say like those old revival videos or if you've ever seen like one of Billy Graham's um, preaching um, sermons, how they used to have revivals and back in the days, they used to pray and worship 
until like the atmosphere changed. They would pray and worship until, you know, someone was healed from being sick. You know, they would pray and worship until someone was delivered, you know, in their bodies, you know, of diseases and, you know, women's wombs being shut up and not able to bear, you know, bear any child or children. Right. And I'll give you another example before I close. There was a lady in the New Testament. Right. She had she had heard that Jesus was walking around town. She had the issue of blood and she was bent over like cripple like. For years, I think at least 12 to 18 years, but like her, her issue of blood and her issue was, was crippling her, right? It was, it was, she was like paralytic and for years and years and years, she spent money on doctors and no one could help her, right? Now, what if she would have quit and given up, right? But she didn't. She heard for the last time, this was the last time before she would ever be crippled. You know, um, this was the last time before she would, that would, that was the last time that she was ever crippled. She had heard that Jesus was in town and she held on to faith. And she said that if I can just touch the hem of his garment, right? What did she do? She crawled her way she she was bent over. She couldn't even see Jesus's face. That's why she said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I can be healed. I know I can be healed. She she kept going. She had faith and it could have been hard. And was it times that she probably wanted to give up? I'm sure she she wanted to. Every time she went to a doctor and they couldn't do anything, she probably wanted to quit. She probably wanted to give up because everywhere she turned, they kept saying, we cannot help you. We cannot help you. This isn't working. You know, you're and they probably told her, just give up. You're going to be this way for the rest of your life. And we don't even know how this woman came to be this way. We don't even know if it was the sin of her parents or if it was something that happened to her as a kid or was this something that she brought upon herself. We don't know that. Why? I guess God is saying to us, it doesn't matter her background. It doesn't matter why she became that way or how she got to be that way. We just know that it was something that happened to her and she was this way for years she touched the hem of Jesus' garment, right? She touched it because she said something had to break. She said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I can be healed. That was her saying, I'm not going to give up. If I can just crawl my way through this crowd, something has to break off of me. If I can just, if she was like, if I can just touch the strings, that is touching the one who can heal me, the one who is anointed, the one who, who can speak a word and I can be healed. She was like, if I can just touch his sandals, I can be healed. She had that, that faith that said, eventually something has to break. If I keep on, if I keep on crawling my way through and saints, I'm here to tell you that sometimes you got to crawl your way through. Sometimes you got to pray your way through, even through your, your, your physical pain, even from your emotional pain, from your mental pain. There are some of you that you're going through men mental anguish every single day, day in, day out. And you're wondering, am I going to be this way for the rest of my life? 
Am I going to always suffer from this trauma? Am I always going to keep watching my kids go to jail after jail after jail after jail? It, you know, is, is my siblings going to going to be locked up for the rest of their lives? You know, you know, is, is this type of generational curse going to keep keep manifesting itself in, in the generations to come? You keep asking yourself questions. But when you get a chance to settle and you get with God and you read his word and you read his word and you read his word and you let his word get deep down on the inside of you, you let that word take root. You're going to hear the spirit of God say, no, my child, if you just keep on, if you do what Deuteronomy 30, 15 and 20 says, if you keep choosing life, if you keep praising your way through it, if you keep worshiping my name. If you keep fasting, if you keep living right, eventually something has to break. It will break. God is saying to you today, he promises you. He was like, he, he, God is saying he knows this battle is hard. He knows this spiritual battle that you're fighting is hard and you cannot see the atmosphere. But God says it's real. It is present. But God also says, says in his words that he is a present help in a time of trouble. You are in trouble. You are in a spiritual warfare. You are stuck between earth and heaven. And in the middle is hell. You have Satan's kingdom. Satan is throwing all of his darts your way. He's throwing all these financial hardships your way. Every time you turn around, somebody got something to say to you. And you're trying to be the best Christian that you can be. Right. And you're thinking, man, God, when is this going to end? When is the emotional trauma going to end? When is this going to end? When is that going to end? And God is saying you are fighting these generational curses so your children won't have to keep repeating these things. You are fighting this battle so others after you don't have to keep fighting. And you're fighting this battle because God is ultimately saying through Jesus Christ, I know that you can stand here and withstand the wiles of the devil. You can withstand the wiles of the devil. If you just keep God's full armor on, something has to break. If you do what James 4 and 7 says, submit yourself to God through prayer, through praise, through worship, through obedience. Through obedience, it doesn't always have to be praise. You, you can just refrain from gossiping. You can refrain from, from spending all your money so you won't keep, you know, being in financial hardship. Eventually, if you, if you, you follow the principalities of God and you tithe your money faithfully, not out of a, a grudging heart, but willingly to say, you know what, God, you have given me. So I'm giving back to you out of, out of, out of the heart that you have given me because you have always sustained me. Eventually Satan got to flee from you because if you keep following the principalities of God, darkness cannot sustain itself because you keep walking in light. But if you live in sin and you keep living in sin, God's word says in Deuteronomy 30, if you keep choosing death, you are going to die from your sins. You are going to die from disobedience. God said, choose life. You want something to break? Keep choosing life. Keep choosing God every time. Even if you have to crawl your way through it, like with the woman with the issue of blood. 
And she had to crawl her way through the crowd and the crowd probably didn't even help her because they probably thought, oh, you'll never be healed. Oh, look at you going to, going to you know, touch the hem of his garment. And what is that going to do? All the doctors said, you know, from their professional advice that you will never be healed. But God said that if you just keep touching me, if you keep touching me, eventually you're going to touch the healing that has to take place. You are going to touch the blood of Jesus that's going to break that generational curse off of you and your family. Eventually, your mental capacity to not live in anguish anymore is going to cease. Eventually, God is saying that Satan cannot outlast him. You already have the answer. If you just keep going on in Christ, that means that God is going to keep giving you the grace to wake up day after day after day after day after night after night after night after tears after pain. And every day that you wake up is going to be a new day that God is going to grace himself upon you and anoint you to fight the battle another day. Because it is a fixed fight. The outcome is that you win. And eventually, something has to break through prayer and through praise. And saints, I pray that this podcast is a blessing to you. I pray that it is a blessing to whomever you share it with. And when I tell you that it's a fixed fight, it is a fixed fight. If you hold on, just ask God to help you no matter how long you cry. If you just ask God to keep giving you the grace to get back up because it doesn't matter how many times you keep getting down, it matters that you get back up. Saints, this is a fixed fight. So I am praying, I am praying, I am praying that you truly believe that if you keep submitting yourself to God, if you keep choosing life and resist Satan, that he will, he will flee. He will flee from you. So saints, I am praying, I am praying, I am praying for you and I am praying for myself and that you take heed to this word and that you do all that God has told you to do. And even if you mess up and you make a mistake, again, God is going to give you the grace to get back up because it doesn't matter how many times you fall. It matters how many times you get back up. It's a fixed fight, saints. Always remember that. And I pray that this is a blessing to you. Take care and many, 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 many blessings your way.